Hi everyone, this is Adelina Bordea and this is SEO in 2023. Adelina, what is your number one SEO tip for 2023? So my uh, number one tip is we have to start creating very powerful content even for the smallest searches because the competition is very high. So we need to provide an answer for our audience. And if it's short and brilliant, that's much better because that's the way we are going to position and rank our content. Powerful content for smaller searches. So there's a few things to unpack there. Um, so first of all, how do you define smaller searches and what is powerful content? All right, so I would define powerful content as a content that answers to uh, the audience search. And a smaller search is usually named as a niche as well. So it's going to be a lot of work with long tail uh, keywords. And this is the way we are going to find this you know, kind of required content. So what's your favorite way of finding these long tail keywords? Well, I do use a lot of tools. I like Feel free to, to mention your favorite ones. That's okay. You can mention whatever tool you want. Okay, thank you. So uh, first of all, I go over my website and I try to find relevant searches for my audience. Then I do a keyword research with Ahrefs, or I don't know how to pronounce that, actually. Ahrefs. Ahrefs, yeah, perfect. <laughs> then I also want to go uh, for this to answer the public and then I just mix everything, uh, look for that uh, search intention on Google and then find the perfect uh, content for my audience. Okay, um, so answer the public's a wonderful tool, certainly. Uh, the challenge with it is it doesn't come up it doesn't come with any associated keyword volume. And quite often, these are so-called zero-volume keyword phrases. Does that not impact your thinking at all in terms of what keywords to select? Yeah, of course. That's why I go with Ahrefs and I just try, you know, to actually select those that have a relevance for my business as well. I mean, I have to create content for people, but for people that read that content, if I don't have an audience, what I'm doing. <laughs> Okay, so, so it seems like it's a combination between both. Maybe you start off with defining content from your website, you know, thinking about who your users are, initial searches through Ahrefs, bringing that into the public, and then taking the results from there back into Ahrefs to perhaps order opportunities based upon potential keyword volume then. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I do. Sounds good. Okay. So then the next step in the process will be deciding, I guess, on the content that you're going to write to target those keyword phrases. So you mentioned at the beginning that sometimes a very specific short answer is appropriate and can be a piece of powerful content in itself. Um, so how, you, how do you decide on which keyword phrases need longer form content and which keyword phrases can be answered just with one answer? Well, I usually study that my competitors. I see what they answer and how we can do it better. I mean, this is basic SEO, content SEO. You just see what is going on on the world and then you just try to improve it. Sometimes it's about the text, but sometimes it's about adding something new like a photograph, a video or any kind of multimedia um, item. So that way you can 
be better and offer a better solution comparing to your competitors. And how do you decide on who your competitors are? Is it simply who are ranking for your target keyword phrase? Well, it really depends because if you are working on a project, you have clear competitors. Uh, if you are writing something new, uh, you should have some context, uh, context first. But it's true that the first three um, searches are the, those who I look at the most because it means they have something that really appeals uh, to my audience. And also, uh, sometimes, I mean, this is trying all over again. And sometimes uh, checking those first three results will give you the hint if that is the content for your audience or not, because sometimes that search intent can be opposite or not exactly what you need for your product. Understood. So essentially, you have a certain hypothesis in mind with regards to your keyword phrase. You'll think that you want to write content about a certain thing to target your audience and um, then you'll search Google for that particular keyword phrase, have a look at the results. If the first three results are actually talking about something entirely different that wouldn't appeal to your target audience, then you'd go back to the drawing board and look at other keyword phrases? Exactly. That's the process. Great. Okay. Now, you mentioned that you try and improve your content or improve the content that already exists, improve on the content that already exists is what I'm trying to say, um, i.e. you'll see what your competitors are writing or have got ranked already on the SERP, and then you'll perhaps offer a better solution. So you talked about um, perhaps image, perhaps even video as well. How do you decide, decide on whether to include an, an image or a video and, and what's likely to appeal to that target consumer of yours? Mm -hmm. So this is something you learn uh, working for some time on, on a project and it really depends what they are selling. I mean, if you are selling information, probably depending on the content, a video will be more specific and more useful. Or maybe an infographics could be more useful if you are selling, I don't know, some product. Or, you know, a, a comparison table can be uh, more useful than a picture or a video or whatever. So it really depends on the product, I would say. I know SEOs love that it depends <laughs> word, but it, it really depends. And what I've learned is that also when you are spending a long time working on the same project, the content you are releasing will tell you what works and what not. So you can make decisions based on that as well. Okay, okay. So a couple of good options there, um, video and perhaps a table as well or something else. So let's look at video first of all. So if you were to incorporate a video as part of content, would it be an embedded video from YouTube and would you be attempting to rank on YouTube as well? Yeah, why not? I mean, we can do SEO on YouTube as well and try and pick some new users. And also, uh, there are some websites that if you upload a video and it's not embedded, it's going to be really heavier. So it will impact on the WPO. And this is bad for the website as well. I know there are a lot of things you can do to improve that, but I think an embedded option is easier and faster as well. Okay. And your mention of table made me think of the kind of content that appeals to journalists. And that made me think, okay, well, how do you go about 
launching the content, to to get the content in front of eyeballs to begin with and hopefully obtain decent rankings for your target keywords as quickly as possible. So can you talk a little bit about any process that you go through to try to get enough people viewing your content to begin with? For instance, do you ever reach out to journalists to, to get them to mention your piece? And are there any other tips that you have to try and get your piece of content ranked reasonably quickly? It depends. If you're, I don't know, writing for your website's blog, you are just going to create the best content possible, then make sure Google is indexing and ranking it, ranking it and also, you know, making uh, fundamental optimization and see what you can still add to that article. If you are launching something, yeah, of course. We, I mean, I've worked with newspapers, I've worked with ads, Google ads, Facebook ads, or you know, social media ads in general. I know maybe Pinterest can be a good option if you have visual content. Also, I remember I worked for a DJ and YouTube ads was just great uh, to push my SEO strategy. And yeah, I would say go, I mean, study your uh, product, see what's better, what channels are better. See, of course, the money you have and the, the hands you have. That's very uh, important as well. And then create a strategy that will push your SEO, you know, base strategy. I mean, SEO for me is fundamental. And then the rest of the thing are just going to push that base strategy. Is there a particular form of content that works better in different countries? I mean, for instance, you're based in Spain and uh, I would guess that you also uh, produce content or optimize content for other countries as well. Uh, so is there a certain type of content that you find resonates more with different countries? Yes, I think infographics are very relevant for uh, USA audiences. And I think for Spanish people, is those aren't that relevant, or at least we are not so accustomed to that. And, well, I would say this one is worldwide. Uh, the short videos, those are a thing. And we, we need to implement this in our strategy as soon as we can. But yeah, uh, I would say the infographics for USA people, uh, that surprised me a lot when I started to work with USA, actually. Interesting. Is that because Pinterest seems to be more popular there? Yeah, that can be. That can actually be. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, so really think about your target market. Think about what kind of content they want to produce and don't just assume that every person all over the world is likely to resonate with the same type of content that you happen to be publishing in your home, in inverted commas, country. Superb. Well, you've shared what SEO should be doing in 2023, certainly focusing in on uh, being very specific about um, making sure that the content they produce is niche focused, the best possible quality of content, targeting the right kind of keyword phrases, using multiple tools like Ahrefs and answer the public just to hone exactly what you're targeting and then analyzing the SERP to make sure that what you produce is better than your competition. But now let's talk about what SEO shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive, something that SEO shouldn't be doing in 2023? Well, we have this great thing called AI and, you know, automatic content. This is something I highly recommend stop doing because actually Google uh, has released uh, recently a new update targeting this kind of, of website. So I know it's hard to rank a website. I know it's time costing, resources costing, but 
I can assure you it's worth it. If you do a good job, uh, this uh, is going to bring you a lot of, you know, money and traffic back on the long term. So never use AI to generate content? Well, if you don't really care about your website, I mean, if this is a project that you want to try doing and I don't know, maybe experiment and so I would say, yeah, go for it. But if you are, I mean, don't do this at your company <laughs> or at your main website, because I don't think this is going to work very well. Not even on pages that don't bring in a lot of traffic. So um, I'm thinking of long tail type keyword phrases that bring in maybe a few searches per month, experimenting with that, or is it dangerous? Does it potentially even send a signal to Google that you're publishing inferior quality content on your site, even if you do it anywhere? It really, I think, it depends on the size of your website. However, I think sending this kind of signals is never good. So if you see you have maybe some URLs that don't bring so much content, then ask yourself, hey, what is this useful for? Maybe it's not an SEO uh, page. It's just something you have there for your, you know, uh, coming back users, or it's something that um, mentions a feature of your tool or something of your company that can't be erased or shouldn't be erased. And if that isn't useful anymore, then try and blend it with another content of your website. But I would like to suggest never to use that, those kind of tools. I don't know if Google is going to change uh, the rules of the game. I, I really don't know. Maybe yes. And we all have a super good surprise. I don't know. <laughs> super good surprise as in being able to use AI-driven content. Yeah. <laughs> mm, doesn't sound too likely to me, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, you never know. <laughs> Adelina Bordea is an SEO content specialist at Freepik, and you can find her over at her work in progress, adelinabordea.com. Adelina, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023. Thank you so much. Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at seoin2023.com.